Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast with me, Jonathan Puddle. This is episode 108. My guest today is Morgan Harper Nichols. It's her second time on the show. So glad to have Morgan back. We talked all about some themes from her brand new book, How Far You Have Come, Musings on Beauty and Courage. It is not just a collection of poetry and and art, though it certainly is that. It adds on more and creates a really beautiful narrative for looking at your own life and seeing how far you've come. And honestly, right now in COVID, it's actually been really encouraging to me uh, looking back on this last year and saying, yeah, I didn't know how we would survive, but here we are. And things are hard, but we're making progress. So this is just a, a... gentle, fun conversation. Morgan shared the journey that brought the book to us, and we we riffed on some themes around just being who we are and recognizing that maybe, maybe the person that we are right here today is all we need to be. So I hope you enjoy it. I should mention quickly, just for clarification's sake, that I mentioned I was in COVID isolation. That was a few weeks ago when we were still in isolation. We are out of isolation. So thank God for that. Alrighty, here is Morgan Harper Nichols on the podcast. Morgan, I am so thrilled to welcome you back to the podcast, my friend. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. I am so excited to chat with you too. Yes. (laughs) We meet again. We meet again. It was (laughs) December 2019 when we last spoke. I I think I actually aired it on the show in early 2020. But essentially, that was like 150 years ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) At least a century ago. At least. (laughs) Wow. In in that time, you know, earth-shattering, world-changing things have happened, like I released my devotional book, (laughs) for example. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And, you know, there was a a, a minor worldwide um, pandemic. Um, Yeah. Can I just say on air, thank you so much for writing a lovely endorsement for me and my book. That was such a blessing. Oh, of course. I I really, you know, I, I was just, just reading reading your book. I was just like, you know, this just feels like my people. And I, and I feel like other people feel that way too. So yeah, it was an honor. It really was, really was. I like the way the, the algorithm works. I rarely see your stuff directly in my feed. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. it, 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 Instagram clearly doesn't understand That's so my interesting. real yeah, priorities. I, I don't, oh, I don't <laughs> see you either. So, yeah, I've actually started working on this. is so nerdy, and I'm just like, why am I even doing this? But whatever. I I actually started working on a spreadsheet like on my computer <laughs> to keep up with people that, and I'll just click on it and I'm like, oh, let me go see what they're up to because yeah, they don't. If it's not like an Instagram reel with someone doing something, you know, wild in three seconds, I feel like they don't show it to me. So isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's so, so funny. Much- <laughs> I love that you have a spreadsheet. Bravo. I have it yeah. in my head mentally. And I and I mean, thankfully, because of just how broad your stuff is now, I I I'll just see it in everybody else's stories and feeds. So <laughs> so it it pops up. But wow. I, I I sort of like I have I take like a I take like a bath in your words every three or four weeks and I just will like go in deep and it's just the most soothing gift from my soul. Mm. So wow. I know from 
the few minutes we spent before we hit record that, uh, you know, that it's costly and it's hard. And I'm just another thankful person (laughs) that you Mm. keep offering up this rich food for us all because it's like a lifeline. Well, well, thank you. I, I'm so humbled by that. I just, yeah, that just really brings me to the ground in the best way. So thank you. <laughs> it really does. I just, cause I, I definitely get in my head a lot, um, especially over this past year, because I, I went into 2020 with um, the ambition and the plans and financial investment of we had we were like oh let's do more events because I just wanted to connect more face-to-face with people and because I I as much as I love sharing online I I just that disconnect is real for me like it's hard for me to feel like this is the ultimate connection I'm like I, I like to even though I'm an introvert like I do love to be able to connect one-on-one with people. So we invested almost everything <laughs> into creating all these events. Oh, no. And thankfully a few of them happened um, before, uh, before March came. But, um, but yeah, I would just say all that to say, just to be completely transparent, it's been really tough over the past year to, to feel, you know, just to be honest, to feel a lot of times like my work matters, you know, <laughs> it's just like, and I'm sure a lot of people who put things out there may feel that way of just like, you're putting things out there and it's like, what does this even mean? Like, or, so it just means a lot just to hear another human being just, just voice the connection to it. Um, it's just like, oh yeah, that's why you do what you do. It's like, <laughs> yes, it's been hard because you have not been able to connect like you thought you were going to, but, um, yeah, so that's really special. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're so welcome. There, it's a crazy paradox, right? I feel like I don't know if anyone has really put this to page. I, I don't want to be the one to do it. I want to read it. I feel but that the- way all the time. <laughs> you just, yeah, that is that is like, oh my god, I don't have the energy or capacity to write about that, but I need someone else to. <laughs> like, right, like, 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 I, I again, I obviously at a much smaller scale, but I also was like, I'm launching my first book in September, 2020. I'm going to do a thing. I've gotten just enough people that I know that I can do a little tour and I can, and obviously as with every single other person, as you alluded to, who did the creative thing in 2020, no, it didn't happen. Yeah. So, yeah. and, and yet the words that we put out there in 2020 were more necessary than they ever have been. And, and that's, yes. the, that's the crazy paradox is that the hunger has been greater than it's ever been. Mm. And so our offerings, as humble as they are, have been received with greater joy and relief than they could have otherwise been. And the only thing that, okay, I mean, I don't know if this is real for you. But for me, it's like the only thing that didn't happen was that my ego didn't get stroked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is very real. It, it actually, um, I just watched this. I I feel like I mentioned this every other day, but it was just such, (laughs) it was such an important documentary for me to watch. And it was a documentary on, on um, black artists and it, it came out on HBO max and it's called absence of light. Mm. And kind of the the sort of the thesis of the documentary is um, 
asking the question of because they're, they're just talking about all these black artists who just weren't appreciated or seen and all the extra work that had to go into getting these artists known and there's a um, artist in there who says, you know, for 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 us, we've had to learn how to work in the absence of light. Mm. What kind of work are you going to create when no one's watching, when no one's seeing? And wow. that is, I feel like that is for me. That's been the story of this past year. Because, like you said, I I was seeking. I was like, okay, just like you, I was like, I have just enough people that I can do like this little tour. We can have all these moments. And then when all that was taken away, I was forced to say, well, what is this work? without that, that, you know, positive affirmation or without that, you know, without all of that, what is this work? And, and yeah, as a result, it's, it's made me go deeper into areas that I never would have even considered. Like Mm -hmm. on a, on like a very specific note, I ended up randomly getting into motion graphics and animation. (laughs) And I started doing that because suddenly when I thought I was going to be on tour, I'm sitting at home with my toddler and we're watching all these animated shows. And I'm just like, I think I can do that. (laughs) And now it's become a huge part of, of what I'm doing now. And it's teaching me so much. And and yeah, it's like that never would have happened had I just been on the road. Um, and that's just one area. That's just one area where I've, I I can see. I'm like, wow, I've I've really gone deeper. Um, I've also have gone deeper in spending a, a a lot less time on social media, even, and and just really trying to figure out and challenge myself to make things that. Okay, I want this to make sense even if it never saw the light of day of social media. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I want this to be something that I can be proud of and that I'm, I'm, I'm proud that I spent time on it. Even if I'm the only person that ever sees it or only a few people see it face to face. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just asking a lot of questions now, um, challenging myself in new ways and, and it's really cool. Cause now we're like, just this week, we were like, wait a second, we may be able to plan an event for 2022. <laughs> and, um, that was just so exciting to think about. Cause it was like, wow, I'm, I'm going to go into that with a lot more gratitude, a lot more growth that, yeah. So yeah, all that to say, I, I, I am definitely on that same page. It's definitely awakened, awakened a lot for sure. It's like a, I guess it's like a, like a pruning, right? When, when it's like everything gets trimmed and, and the only thing that can then grow is the roots. Mm-hmm. We, we, yeah. we know, I mean, obviously this analogy gets used all the time, but, but I don't think I've really thought about it in terms of creative output and COVID. I mean, it's just horrific. It feels horrible. I don't like yeah. having my arms cut off. It's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> yes, for sure. But I would even say from what I've, I mean, I, where am I? I'm looking at my PDF, how I am about a quarter of the way through your new book, Look How Far You've Come. And it, it does feel like a really uh, smart way to put it. Because I, I loved um, all along you were blooming. It, it, it's yeah. wonderful. They're, it's not lacking anything. But, but this feels perhaps more deeply rooted and more intentional. Mm-hmm. It feels maybe like you are trying to intentionally tell us a story mm-hmm. um if that makes sense yes it does i 
you know, when I had this opportunity to, to write another book, I was incredibly nervous and anxious about it. Um, I was like, what do I have to say? I don't know. <laughs> like, what do I have to say? And one thing, another thing that I've really grown over on the, over the past year, cause I worked on that, this new book, how far you've come over the past year. One thing that I've really grown in is, um, learning how to just, um, even though I'm a writer to not go right to the words and to try to look at other things, take in my surroundings and just kind of sit with it and be with it and see what comes up. Hmm. So I was feeling really stuck because in my mind, I was going to be writing this next book while I was traveling. And I was like, that's going to fuel me, you know, all these events, all these things. I, I get to be on the road again because I, I used to be on the road when I was in music and then I'd stop for a long time and I, and I love going places. I love seeing new things. And um, yeah, I was like, well, what am I going to do? Like, where's my source of inspiration? And I just ended up kind of mindlessly at first going through my phone's camera roll and going through my phone's camera roll, I came across this photo that is now the cover of the book, How Far You've Come. And it was a photo that I took on my phone driving through, I was writing, riding through New Mexico at sunrise. And it's a photo from the interstate that literally anybody could have taken. Like it's, it's beautiful, but it, it was just, it was all laid out. Like, you know, those moments in nature where it's like, it doesn't matter if you've never even picked up a camera before. Anyone could take that photo and it would be beautiful. It was one of those moments. And I was just like, wow, like I just love this image so much. And, I, and I've gone back to this image a lot. So I started to paint over it. That's what I, something I love to do. I love to take photography that I have, even if it's just iPhone photography, and I put it in an app like Procreate or Adobe Fresco, and I'll just paint over it and I'll just start painting over it. And as I started painting over it, I started thinking about, I was like, isn't it interesting that this photo is so beautiful to me and it's so beautiful. And at the same time, when I look at the date that this photo was taken, this was a really scary time in my life. Mm. Um, just so much uncertainty, exhaustion. Um, I was just done. <laughs> it was a really rough time. And I was mm. like, isn't it interesting how these two things happen at once. And I was like, you know, there's probably other places on the map, photos and my camera roll where that's true, where there's something beautiful happening in the landscape itself, even though life was challenging. And it's like, when you look at that all together, you can really see like, wow, I've, I've really made it through a lot of things. Like <laughs> I've made it physically have made it through so many <laughs> landscapes. Like when you think about that, I think that's something we take for granted because we have air travel, we have cars, but it's like, if you've traveled anywhere for, <laughs> that's 30 minutes away, it's like, you've covered some mileage. Like you back in the day before cars, like that's a journey, <laughs> but it's taken a lot more than 30 minutes. So when we think about the sheer amount of miles that we've traveled, like just start with that. Like don't even start with like all of the, the deep stuff, the intangible stuff. Like just start with the physical. How many miles have you actually traveled in your life? How many rooms have you been in? How many landscapes have you been in? Mm. It is amazing. And to think that that is only scratching the surface 
of how far <laughs> you've come in your life. Like that's just the physical. We haven't even gotten into the, the non-physical things that, that have happened in, the, in your memory and all of that. It's endless. So that was how I kind of literally found the roadmap for this book. I was like, I'm literally just going to go out. I can't travel. I can't get up and travel, but I do have a phone where I can look at Google maps. I can look through my camera roll and I can find these moments where those two things were happening at the same time, where I was in this place that was beautiful that, that, cause I, I love nature. I mean, I'm in this place that really impacted me in that way while simultaneously I was dealing with failure or I was dealing with insecurity, or I was a child learning about slavery, all of these different things. And yeah, I, I'm really proud of how it came together because it, it's, it really started out so practical. And that's honestly like the biggest thing that I want people to take away from the book. I want people to do that with their story. Like I want other people to go through, like, if you have an iPhone, you can actually go look at the um, the map section. There's a map mm. section in the photo camera roll part of your phone. And you can actually go look at the map and see photos that you've taken across the map. And yeah, just zoom in, see what you find, like what was going on, what two things were happening at once. So I could talk about that all day, but <laughs> it is, I guess that's why I wrote a book about it. But <laughs> that's... um. That's kind of how it came to be. And I I literally, everything I just said, it was a lot less organized. I just called my editor and I was like, okay, I just need a few minutes. Let me just unload all of this on you. Please tell me if it makes sense. So <laughs> thankfully she said, yeah, it actually does make sense. So um, yeah, I started working on it from there. And yeah. That is so <laughs> cool. Man, I, honestly, like you're putting me into it, your journey and my own journey, even just as a as I'm hearing that, right? Like I did all this research, ancestry research in my family a couple mm -hmm. of years ago. And there's this, there's this element in my family of pushing to the new horizons, right? Like if you, mm -hmm. if you live in a colony as a white person, that's because at one point someone went traveling. And mm -hmm. so essentially there's even talk of, of this, there's a particular gene that biases towards exploration. And all that was to say that I found this one branch of my family, uh, my wife's family, actually, in Finland, who like no one had left like 30 square miles for 500 years. Wow. And then her grandfather did. Wow. Like, that's weird. <laughs> and <laughs> That and, is really interesting. And I'm grateful for that because I met my wife. But uh but yeah, the the space, the journey, the the time. You there's this poem you've got. Is it a poem or is it? I don't even remember now because it's all blurring together in my head. But it's either <laughs> I, th I think it's a poem, or it's one of your your just narrative pieces in in this book. We talk about traveling with the windows down and tasting and hearing, and mm. even just just understanding that the road isn't lonely. Mm. And I was like, oh dang. That is literally the difference I feel driving versus cycling. Mm. When I'm in the car, I feel a sense of disconnection and loneliness. But when I put the windows down, I don't. When I'm riding my bike, I don't. When I'm on foot, I feel connected to the world around me. Yes. And that's good. <laughs> I, obviously. Yeah. But also, like, I, 
I have felt so because none of us can travel, right? And I love to travel as well. And I grew up traveling. I have felt so, I have, my soul has felt very trapped, right? And mm-hmm. I haven't been, I haven't been able to see my mother, my father, like my family on other sides of the world. And, and I have felt, I have had a very complicated relationship with Instagram photography, travel photography. I'm like, on the one hand, I'm like, get the hell out of here with your travel photos. On the other hand, I'm like, no, I need it. Give, <laughs> give me the methadone. Give it to me now. <laughs> I literally, okay. I, at some point in the pandemic, I don't know when it was. I found a YouTube video of someone walking the whole way through the Louvre for like four hours. <laughs> and I sat, I watched the entire thing. So <laughs> I understand. <laughs> At some point, I'm like, why am I watching this? But why? There is no narration, nothing. They were just walking through the loop. And I'm just vicariously living through them, just walking with them through. So, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I have been to the Louvre, but I was seven years old. Mm, oh, wow. But, but I remember um, the Mona Lisa. That's fascinating. Wow, that's so cool. And I remember, and then, of course, the just the glass yeah, pyramid that's... roof from outside because <laughs> that was cool. Yes, that <laughs> is so cool. Yeah, I I have a very silly moment where I was in I was in Paris, and we were only there for a few days a few years ago, and we were literally right in front of the Louvre. And I just I was like, oh, we'll get back to it later. And then we ended up not going on that trip. And now I'm just like, wow. Okay, Morgan, like, really? So <laughs> I've been right there, but I haven't been inside. But yeah, I, I'm i with you on that. It's, it is a simultaneous thing that's happening within where it's like, it's like on one hand, I'm like, oh, I'm tired of seeing other people, especially like living in the US, like seeing other countries who kind of have their stuff together a little bit more. <laughs> and people, have, you know, they kind of took lockdown seriously earlier. Now other people, they're traveling and opening up their borders to each other and i'm just sitting here in the u.s like in california yeah i, I actually moved to arizona but oh, that's did? another oh. wild thing that happened in in all of in the past <laughs> since the last time we talked but um yeah i'm just sitting here feeling like i'm a part of like a really massive group project with <laughs> millions of people <laughs> just wanting everyone to do their part so yeah it's it's hard um because i yeah i, I feel like moving and seeing different places. I mean, it, it fuels me so much. And mm-hmm. just to even go back through the camera roll of my life over the past year and just to see like no trace of, you know, <laughs> paths to yeah. all the other places I would end up going. Like, you know, there's, there's a grief there, you know, there's, totally. there's loss there. Um, and, you know, kind of going back to the book and I'm like, I'm not trying to be one of those people like, oh, listen to my book, but it's <laughs> read my book. But it really is it's so a part of just where my mind is right now, because oh, sure. I thought I was going to write this book on the road yeah. and I ended up writing it at home, looking back at moments on the road. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to to look at that sometimes because you wish you could go. Um, I have family I haven't seen, you know, just so many things like that. And at the same time, it's, it's taught me so much about just beauty and, and how, 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 um, how, because I feel like true beauty is just so rich. It, it actually takes time 
years even to go back and see the beauty in some things. Oh, that is so um, true. And you kind of have to be removed from it, I think, sometimes to really see it for all that it is. Like, there's several stories in that book where I've had to realize, I'm like, you know, even though I thought I was going to go travel back to that place and write about it there, I needed to kind of be away from it and, hmm. and kind of look at it as a memory and, and really see it from that perspective. I think if I had gone there and I had traveled there, I don't know if I would have even picked that up. Wow. So that's like from a, really- a distance, I wonder, is it easier to, to do the compassionate reframing? Oh, I just got chills when you said that. (laughs) But if you had boots on the ground, it's not impossible, but it. Oh, there's something to that. I I, I don't know if you have this experience, but one thing that happens to me a lot is if I go somewhere, even if I haven't been there in years, I can, I can kind of start remembering everything that happened in that place. Like you could go plot me on my college campus. I haven't been Mm. there in years. And I would just start getting flooded with memories and emotions and feelings, but I wouldn't, I don't think I would be as compassionate to myself in that setting. Mm. Um, I think that it does take kind of looking back and, and, um, and cause I think when you're able to look back and, and this is what I did within the book, it's like, not even so much focusing on the personal stories all the time, but looking at the actual landscape and, and thinking about what, it, how did the weather impact me yeah, <laughs> in that season yeah. of my life? You know, how did it impact me that, you know, when I was in college, I used to walk up that hill every day. Like, like, what did that do to my body? Like, what, what did that do to my mind? Um, yeah, I think a lot of that kind of stuff is just hard to think about in real time. <laughs> like it, it takes kind of being removed and, and um, just kind of sitting with it for a while. And um, yeah, I think the last part of that that's just been really special to me is I had a moment where I was reading the audiobook a few weeks ago, and it was an essay that I already written <laughs> in the book when I was about seven years old. The, the story is set when I was seven years old. And I had like a whole new revelation about it that, mm. and the second I had that moment, I, I honestly felt like God was telling me it took you over two decades to really see that. And that's okay. And there's going to be more that you see in another two decades and that's okay. And I just like, right there in the middle of the audiobook, I just started bawling. Like, I was just like, it was just such a serious moment for me because I was like, I put so much pressure on myself to figure things out, to find the goal, find the meaning, find the good, and to figure out, okay, what does all this mean? And it's like, that took over two decades. Mm. And that's okay. Like, like our whole concept of time is like, okay, you got to figure things out, you know, in a couple weeks, months, or a year or two. And it's like, no, life is so, oh, it's okay. It's okay to take that time. So that's something I've been, I've been sitting with lately of like, you know, what things are happening in my life right now that I have no idea is, <laughs> is forming. And it's going to take a very long time to see that and, and and am I okay with that so yeah that is so real oh man I just one of the poems I read this morning 
I forget. I was just trying to search for it, but the PDF that, that I have doesn't let me search. Oh yeah, the searching uh, of that. <laughs> but it was like this. Uh, basically, the point was like, the trees just stand there. Oh yeah, and that's mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. And I was, I was powerfully provoked, my friend. <laughs> I was like, oh, and I'm looking out my window at this big fir tree, and I was like you are doing exactly what you were created for. Yes. Ooh, I'm never going to look at you the same way. Mm. I need to see myself like this. Mm. This morning I took out, I went to go and collect the garbage, the recycling and the garbage dumpsters because they get picked up early Monday morning and I was wheeling them back into the, their spot by the garage. And I had this sudden memory, for whatever reason, of this birthday party that I went to with friends maybe 10 years ago. And I just felt at the time really, I was about like five years younger than everybody there. And I, and I, and I just felt it. And I felt that I wasn't as cool as everybody else. And I just, I looked up to all these people. And my, my wife is, is one of them. And I, I just loved all these people. I thought they were so cool. And I felt like I was just really trying hard to, to get there. Right. And I mean, yeah, I was probably 25, 26. And, and I just had this moment that must've been triggered by the weather. You know, what, exactly what you're just saying, because it's still cold here, but it's spring. And so we've got like bright sun, but it's still like zero degrees Celsius. I was like, the snow is melted, but there are flurries. Wow. (laughs) I just, I just suddenly was like, Jonathan, all those people loved you, man. Mm. And I know that you are struggling to see it and that's okay. Maybe it took 10 years, but everybody there loved you. And I was like, huh. That's really good. That's good news. <laughs> and it was just, you know, that little oh, compassionate wow. reframing. And I suspect for you and I, like, Kate, well, I guess two things before I say what I suspect. You, this book doesn't feel like you were prohibited from entering into anything necessary to do it wholeheartedly. Yeah. So I know you are, have had to wrestle with, oh, I wanted to do this on the road. Yeah. It feels to the reader like you are. It, it totally feels to me like the book of a road trip movie and you are doing it. So whether your spirit is there, whether it's just your linguistic ability, the whole thing, it doesn't in any way feel like we suffer. And conversely, because you had to do the work and couldn't travel, it's probably richer for it. Yeah. And so thank you again for doing something hard and painful because it invites us to to do the same and to to do that reframing and to enter into those parts of our own story and my suspicion is and i have had some experience with this and i'm sure you have too is that from a distance as we do that compassionate reframing when we do get boots on the ground later it closes the loop in a way that couldn't have happened maybe because it would have been like you said sensory overload mm-hmm. if we hadn't done that contemplative <laughs> integrative oh, work 
you are preaching. Yes. Wow. That is so true. And it just requires so much patience <laughs> and so much of like, so I'm like, especially for those of us who, who, like we said, we love to go. We're like, no, I just need to go there. And I know then I'll be fine. <laughs> Cause that's like, life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need life. I know. <laughs> but it's like, or what if, like, what if you just being here is what you, where you need to be right now. And it doesn't mean you're going to be here forever. Um, wow. Yeah. So I'm learning that. Cause you know, as you were saying that, I, I just had the realization. I was like, yeah, I haven't, since I've written all those essays in the book, I haven't been to any of those places. <laughs> um, but you will. Yeah. It's just, it's so interesting how, how much, how much there is to that. And what I feel like I'm still learning, even in this conversation of, of just, just the, the richness that that's there and, and how it really kind of takes that takes time and it's okay to take that time. Yeah. We'll take a quick break so I can say thank you to everyone who supports the show on Patreon. Whether you're giving monthly or annually, whether you're giving $3 or $50, I am blessed to have you supporting the show. I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful that you're in my corner. Thank you for letting me have these conversations and bring this stuff to everybody. It is such a blessing. Friends, if you have been enjoying the show, if you'd like to become a supporter, you can sign up at patreon.com slash Jonathan Puddle. You can join up for as little as $3 a month, and you will gain access to all kinds of supporter-only content, including the weekly B-sides, where my friends and I sit down and unpack a recent podcast and talk all about behind-the-scenes stuff. Lots of fun. So, patreon.com slash Jonathan Puddle. Would love to have you. Thanks a lot. Back to the show. So I had a really wild experience while reading the book this morning. And as we discussed, I'm we're, we're both kind of <laughs> clinging to life by the <laughs> our fingertips right now. <laughs> so I sometimes wondered, you know, does the when when we're just sitting here laughing because we have nothing because otherwise we'll just cry. Yeah, you know, exactly. does the does the listener <laughs> yeah. think? Oh yeah, wow! The pendulum They're, swings one way or the other. <laughs> their lives must be so great. <laughs> so you know, I'm reading your story, and I'm, you know, and my three my kids are all at home because we're on COVID isolation, and and I'm counting down the clock until I can go to the website and find my COVID results, and I'm trying to, and it's all very frustrating, and. And I also, I know I'm, I'm speaking to you in a few hours. And so I'm kind of like, Jonathan, I, I really want to be present. I really want to be here. There's, there's so much temptation to not be here, as there always is. But I feel like it's so heightened right now. And so I'm reading and I'm doing my best to read slow and to read it into my soul and I'm touched. I was crying, I think, in about four minutes. <laughs> I think just by the end of the introduction, I was just like, oh, man, <laughs> if I start to cry, I'm going to get a headache. Oh, no. And then it's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> anyway, it's so beautiful. And then, and then this whole thing just suddenly happened in my head and my heart, okay? And rereading my notes of what happened it sounds really elementary so I almost feel like I don't want to even share it because I feel like this is like <laughs> obvious news <laughs> but here's what happened to me all of a sudden I suddenly be 
began to consider life and see life, like let's talk in kind of philosophical, metaphysical terms here, as like a tapestry. And, and I know like I've read people talking about everything gets woven in, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I've had those conversations with people. But suddenly I just saw at this deeper level how each and every one of us get woven into this thing. And the way that we interact with others and even how we choose to observe beauty in the world that changes us. And, and, but we are not independent existing from the cosmos and so by by receiving the beauty of the world into ourselves the world is still is changed by our appreciation of it like like quantum theory just to observe something you change its state and so even in observing the world and calling it good like like Genesis tells us God did, we change the tapestry further. And of course, we continually are changed. And, and then in my mind's eye, the tapestry like became a river. And it was like this boundless river of, of every kind of color. And, and woven in part of this river is every human being that has ever lived and every part of the cosmos, the entire created thing, moving and rippling and bubbling along. And it was going somewhere good. That touches me. Hmm. Yeah. I want to be a part of that. Too. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, and, and in a way it's interesting because it's like what you described is complex. However, simultaneously, it takes the pressure off of the individual and it's like, it's not up to you <laughs> to try to like receive everything and then put it out perfectly and then figure out exactly how it's going to connect and line up in the world. It's like, you don't know. <laughs> it's like, you don't know. Like I, I, it kind of reminds me of, of a thought that I have sometimes, like when I, some of those people that like listen to the same songs I listened to like 15 years ago, <laughs> like my, my playlist gradually changes over time, but it's very slow. And I'll have these moments sometimes where I'm listening to some band that stopped performing like 15 years ago and they never even had an Instagram page. Like it's for, you know, it's years, years ago. And I think about like, you know, I, can, I can't even find the artist to thank them for this song is what I'm getting at. And I'm like, isn't it interesting how this person may have no idea that this track number eight on their second independently released album has, has ripple effects through time and space years later across the planet. They have no idea that that's happening, that I'm mm. having this whole spiritual encounter with something that they put out into the world years ago that they, that may not even, and I like thinking about that, especially with like 
lesser known artists because I feel like when it's popular songs it's like well duh you know hallelujah obviously changed some people's lives um <laughs> we know that but it's like that's happening all the time mm-hmm. with so many different things and because they're not popular or well-known all the time we don't realize it but it's it's all kind of a part of that tapestry and that's why I love how you talked about the river because it's it's like yeah it's not like this fixed thing it's this thing that's woven and Mm. and none of us can carry on our own none of us can can really kind of pull back and look at it because we're all a part of it so uh, yeah I feel like we just have to trust (laughs) we just have to trust that like you know what I what we're taking in it's and what we're putting out like it, it it has its place and yeah, that that I feel like that's just really encouraging, just on a creative level too, because it's, it's there's so much pressure to make something important or valuable or meaningful, and it's like, or what if like the way you painted that pink that one day, <laughs> very passively, just awakened a childhood memory in someone who passively saw it on Instagram and. Mm. got them to call their childhood friend who they haven't spoken to in 10 years it's like you can't control that like there's no way we can control that and no. that's a beautiful thing <laughs> I, I i wonder if what happened was like because i'm a very visual person and i'm a systems thinker and mm. so i wonder if all of your words and all the things that i've been going through lately and all these things uh just coalesced in a visual representation in my head of what what my heart was like. If all this is true, <laughs> then it really has got to mean something. Mm. And it's all those words you just said, trust, removal of pressure, all these, like we're enough. Mm-hmm. Like I can stand there like the tree outside my house. Like yeah. if you and I never did another thing for another human soul, we have we've dropped ripples mm-hmm. and and we're already welcome and even if we've never done any of the things we've done we're welcome in that stream and the stream calls us home yes and i'm sitting there on the couch trying to like oh 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 wow and i'm like do i write this down do i just sit here and enjoy the sacredness of the moment do i just keep reading morgan's work like, what, is, <laughs> what, what am i meant to do in this moment and i flip to the next page and i read you right in love there is room for all of you oh. and i was like i don't know if she's saying to me like all the parts of me or if she's just talking to the universe and saying <laughs> all of you fit here in love because that's the kind of god we have that's the order of this universe he created that everything gets woven in good and bad and suffering and oh i love yes i'm welcome (laughs) i'm so glad that you said that because i am i'm actually very intentional with writing things where you're not sure if i'm talking to a human or something in nature i'm actually very intentional about that because i have found in my own life um that I will give more grace to things in nature than mm. to myself. Wow. And so, yeah, sometimes I literally just write to the tree and then I just say, this is a poem for that tree. This is a poem for that flower. This is a poem for that mountain. 
And then I kind of create some distance from it and I see, oh, that's also for myself. Like what's true for that tree is also for me. Um, And it's, um, yeah, that's something that I, I invite other people to do who may struggle with that of like, you know, if, if you hear, if someone says to you, like you're enough and you're like, yeah, but am I, (laughs) you know, you kind of have that (laughs) skepticism. Um, like, okay, well, well, is, is the tree enough? Let's just forget about you for a second. Unless like you said, the tree literally outside your window, teaching you that about yourself. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm just like, all this stuff is here for a reason. <laughs> that tree is in your yard for a reason. Those flowers are growing there for a reason. The clouds that are that are big and taking up space and floating by slowly, like there's 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 something in all of that. So mm. yeah, that's been giving me a whole lot of comfort over the past year because um, you know. I like the trees in my yard, but I want to see other trees. <laughs> you know, I I like the, the flowers in, in this neighborhood, but I'm like, I want to go see other flowers. I want to go see flowers in front of a mountain. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I, I've been going a lot deeper with that. So that's a kind of going back to what we were originally talking about. That was that's another um like I'll show you. I mean, I know we're doing a podcast, but literally right next to the the the, to my desk I have this like kids encyclopedia. oh wow and this is what the page was open to why because I've just been learning about leaves I mean <laughs> just I'm like you know I want to be able to to name leaves and figure out which leaves are which. Morgan's not kidding she's got like a full-on children's encyclopedia <laughs> of natural history and it's like yes. here's here's 50 different leaf patterns and it looks really great <laughs> so yeah that's I am I'm getting really practical with this. I'm just like there are lessons in these leaves. Like I'm <laughs> I'm going to learn about them. <laughs> Did you read um Native, Caitlin Curtis's most recent book? Yes. Cause a lot of oh, that was happening goodness. in my head and heart while reading her. Like uh, yeah. That was last summer. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I remember camping a lot last summer. And I saw every rock and every tree differently because she had invited me to do exactly that. You're so, yeah, she definitely, with that book, she, what you were talking about, about how we can, how, you know, observing something changes it. Yeah. She definitely did that with that book for sure. Mm. That's so fun. (laughs) I I feel like I needed this conversation today so much (laughs) more than I realized. (laughs) <laughs> anything what what anything else about this book that you just want to share with us i mean i'm loving it and i again i'm gonna to have to go and buy it because this year they didn't even send me a paper version oh i know they're they're actually, technology yeah i know and then because of the pandemic the books are they're on they're on a ship somewhere in the ocean oh no they're delayed oh we don't know when they're gonna get here <laughs> so but they will get yeah, here. I know. Like the rest of us. I'm like, yeah. Morgan, like the rest of us, <laughs> we may have no bloody clue how we get through today, but by God, we will. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can we go swim out to them and just get our own little boat and just take my books off and, you know, <laughs> roll them back to shore? Um, but they said no. So, yeah, <laughs> they're somewhere in the Pacific right now. But um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I think one little thing. Um, about the book that I, I have photography and not a lot. I have some photography in the book now. And um, 
yeah, I, I would just love people to know that every photo in this book was taken on my phone. <laughs> and I, I say that because, again, I just feel like so many of us have had to just modify <laughs> our creative practices and things that we enjoy doing. Um, and I just, I, I really am like, becoming like an evangelist about this like I just think we all need to just go through our camera rolls and just find those photos that are that we just took passively you know they're they're in the middle of a thousand other photos from a trip four years ago and spend time with them whether we paint them or we print them out you know make them black and white everything looks better in black and white like make it black and white and just um blow it up and put it in a frame in your house and make it a moment. It's while we're having to be still and we're not able to, to go where we want to go or do things the way we normally do them. I just think that there's, there's so much to that. If you, if you have that, I think it's just a great way to use the smartphone and to use technology. So yeah, if you happen to see this book, all those photos, iPhone photos, and it's, it's very intentional in that way. Cause I just hope it can be a reminder to me and other people that even in the smallest ways, there's so much beauty and we can make something out of it. So, yeah. So I'm thinking now that you and Andy Culber need to write a book together on (laughs) practically how to use your photo, use your photo reel to pay, to pay compassionate attention to yourself. Yes. Okay. Like a I'm total to, mashup of the two of you. I am going to call her and we'll figure <laughs> that out. Cause that, yeah, she, yeah, her book had just so many just inspiring practices and things along those lines. And she even in the book, she quotes one of my favorite uh, poets ever, Donald Donahue, one of my favorite things he ever talked about. And he, he, um, I would say that he probably loosely has a lot of maybe not even loosely, (laughs) a lot of influence over my writing. Um, And um, that's interesting because like by the time I found out about him, he was no longer living. And Mm -hmm. I just find that to be so humbling of just like, wow, the gift that you've given in the world. I mean, I have wept. I have wept reading his words. Um, And yeah, (laughs) we'll never meet in this, in this world. Um, but I say all that to say she wrote about that in the book. She quoted him talking about beauty and about how beauty is so involved in looking back and, and looking at your life in this, you know, kind of holistic way. So, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait till we can all, I, I, I hope that someday we can all meet in person and just be together in a room. <laughs> oh, yes. I think something will come out of that. <laughs> oh, let's do that. I have never been that, to Arizona. Yeah, that, have I been to Arizona? I don't think I've ever been to Arizona. Really? Well, there's the Grand Canyon here. I've always it's wanted kind, to see the Grand Canyon. It's, it's kind of known for that uh, <laughs> little that little um, rock face. Um, <laughs> so if you're ever if you're ever here, uh, let me know. I, I live like just outside of Phoenix. So yeah. awesome, Morgan. Thank you. This has been such a delight. I wonder uh, if you would pray for us today. Whatever's whatever you're feeling. Yes. God, I thank you for giving us the opportunity every day to notice beauty and be a part of beauty, something good, something great. Even if on some of those days, it feels pretty subtle, (laughs) just to know that it is there and that the threads of good, threads of grace, threads of your love are 
woven throughout the universe and just want to say thank you for that and may we all continue to travel through life opening with open hearts that are open to the the ever-widening circles that invite us to experience that more and more every day thank you amen amen thank you morgan Friends, go hit the show notes to order Morgan's brand new book, How Far You Have Come, Musings on Beauty and Courage. It comes out at the end of April. You can pre-order it now. Get in on that. So as soon as those ships do arrive, you'll get it. Also in the show notes, you'll find links to that documentary that she was talking about, Black Art in the Absence of Light. I've linked that there. Caitlin Curtis's book, Native, and uh, everything that we talked about there is in the show notes. You'll also find the audio transcription in case you know someone who is hard of hearing or English maybe isn't their first language and we talk too fast. Go and uh, give them a copy of the text transcript that is made possible by my patrons. Thank you once again to everybody who has made that possible. Friends, today is Maundy Thursday. We're heading into Easter weekend. I'm preaching on Good Friday for our church, Catch the Fire Kitchener. And it's, uh, I know it's weird. Again, here we are. It's a weird time. I'm having a really difficult time getting my head into Holy Week. But I think that's part of the beauty of this time and this season and of God and even of what Morgan and I were talking about. It's not up to me. It's not all on me. So I am leaning in to thousands of years of people loving God and pursuing God. I'm leaning into centuries of church tradition that say God is here with us, that God came to set us free from darkness and fill us with light once again. So, happy Easter to you, grace and peace. May you find yourselves able to lean into these rhythms, these holy encounters with God. May you find yourself profoundly loved. We'll catch you next week. Bye for now.